This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Well, go check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by a favorite co-worker of mine, a fellow Betches employee, Ooh. Betches podcaster. Please welcome back to the podcast, Amanda Duberman. Hey, Amanda. Hello, hello. Gosh, I just, this podcast is the best because I don't have to open a, an outline and guide the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to talk about, you know, like what's happening in the Republican Party or like anything too bleak, except for I guess today we kind of do have some. I know, I know. I really, really what I would have given to be here, to be here during homeless not toothless week. <laughs> I know. Homeless, not toothless. It was only like a weeks. <laughs> you know, Kathy just last week was saying she's worked with the homeless and the toothless. And <laughs> I can't. The fact that that was only seven days ago. And now not only do we not have a new episode of Beverly Hills to talk about, but we have some uh, pr- pretty disturbing off camera developments to talk about. It's like they really didn't want to give us a week off. So instead, no, instead exactly. of an episode, we're talking about the complete meltdown of the Beverly Hills franchise on social media, which has really been um, a sight to behold. And Nothing I, short of a meltdown of the franchise, indeed. It's crazy. It's, it is kind of wild because going back even to the first half of this season, very quickly, people were not feeling Ms. Diana Jenkins. And people were not a fan. Kind of the more we saw of her, I think the more sort of off she seemed, you know, some of the things she would say, some of her actions, the licking of the lips. It's like the more we kind of like dug into getting a vibe off of her, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't love that. Okay. That was a weird thing to say. Okay. I don't like that either. And, you know, her social media, the past uh, somewhat racist stuff on social yes. media. It's like there was just kind of like a Pandora's box of reasons not to be vibing with Diana. And then this week it sort of has spiraled into a different place. Mm-hmm. Dirty Diana, indeed. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we kept saying like... <laughs> We kept being like, well, at first it was like, we want to see a little bit more. We want her to give a little bit more. And then she would. And I hated everything she was giving. Hated it. Yeah. But this is, I certainly didn't expect something, what she's being accused of now. And what it sure looks like is a direct line of her involvement. But I'll let you kind of it detail is, that. that it is always funny when there's someone who and it's like, oh, like she has so much potential. Like, I just want her to open up or like, I want to see like <laughs> what she's like in her like natural habitat. And then they show you one time and you're like, oh, God, no, no, put it back, put it back in the box. <laughs> right. That's kind of like how I felt with like Kathy. Hilton when they showed me that she like eats TV dinners in front of her TV. That didn't that didn't endear her to me. That sort of made me feel like, oh, there's a darkness here. 
<laughs> and that's what Diana has been giving. Even thinking about like like last season on Salt Lake when Jenny Wynn was there and it was kind of like, oh, she seems interesting. Like yeah, what's what's underneath yeah. there? And it's like, what's underneath there is hating <laughs> black people. It's like, okay, never mind, no. never mind, never mind. Fire it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's always that. Yeah. Why is that always what they're hiding? <sighs> don't we don't we love to live in this time and place? But mm-hmm. I'm going to set the scene. Love I'm going to take us back okay. just a few short days to, I believe, Monday of this week. Diana <sighs> Diana Jenkins posts on Instagram, and it is a screenshot of a group text that we are seeing. And Diana in the group text, it's from Sunday, November 21st of last year. So this is while they're filming. Mm-hmm. Diana sends this text, presumably to the cast, Doctors are putting me on bed rest to stop bleeding. This trip and flying and drinking and burning my candle both ends after losing baby and all that blood 12 weeks ago, bleeding for eight, straight, eight weeks straight after miscarriage and four major surgeries that followed in the last few weeks to save my uterus was not a very intelligent thing to do. This is after the Mexico trip. We already talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. But then the text that really kind of set things off is right after that, she says, I usually wouldn't share this in group text because it makes me look like a whining bitch. But Garcelle... <laughs> Garcelle spelled without the E on the end might think I am rude. So there it is. (sighs) Mm -hmm. So that text happens. But wait, okay. Was there a precipitating event that gave Diana the impression that Garcelle was going to have an issue with that? I can't remember. Um, I mean, not really. I mean, this is going back to like episode six of the season or something. I really feel at this point, like Garcelle and Diana barely knew each other. But then that was my sense in this Instagram post, it's a carousel. And the next slide, somebody had tweeted, they were like, Diana Jenkins Googling Garcelle. And it was like, Garcelle spelled without the E on the end, like she had posted (laughs) it. And Garcelle (laughs) responds to that tweet. She just says, LOL, not the misspelled version. And this is really what, you know, kind of pissed Diana off. And she So she posts this and the Instagram caption is, hmm, my grammar and spelling might be off for sure. But bottom line is I lost my baby at 18 week pregnancy in most violent way and nearly died in the process. And I am ridiculed for spelling someone's name. Fascinating what, quote, fan favorite get away with. Go on, trolls. Do your worst. Oh, wait, you already did that. So this is like a very (laughs) weird. It's like a weird. (laughs) The whole vibe is weird to start with. And it's like, okay, maybe it's not, you know, that nice for Garcelle to be like laughing at a joke about her misspelling the name. We know that English is not Diana's first language. And she has brought this up numerous times and said that people making fun of her accent and her English is kind of a trigger for her. That being said, I don't think anybody thinks that Garcelle is like making light of the fact or making fun of the fact that Diana had a miscarriage. Right. And so to immediately take it to that place and to suggest that it feels like a bad faith argument. You know, it's not the kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, obviously that's what Garcelle meant. And Garcelle said this on Twitter. She said, I would, you know, I've had a miscarriage myself. Like, I would never, you know, Mm -hmm. make fun of another woman for that. Like, that's not what this is about. I just think, like, Diana doesn't seem to understand how this works. Like, she, like, her whole kind of argument this season against Garcelle and Sutton has hinged on them kind of disrespecting her struggles with pregnancy loss. And it's like, I don't think that ever has actually been a compelling argument because they have it. Right. And I think that she keeps weaponizing her miscarriage. And here's the thing. 
she could be doing so from a place of extreme hurt and trauma. And if she were to open up about that with the women, which she sort of like gestured at, but but not not really gotten into it. But I think she's she, she's I don't I hate when housewives can't take any criticism. They can't get into it at all. And then she keeps replying with you can't be untouchable because you you had because you had this experience like a year. A year. I, I just don't think that she's always bringing it up in mm-hmm. good faith. And if she is, then 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 she owes it to like her storyline and to like what she's participating in to really explain why she keeps reacting in that way. But like, yeah, you can't you can't undermine every like critique of you with but this experience also I have this like like Lisa Renna has been doing that a little bit too but the the different thing is that at least Lisa Renna kind of had that breakdown and she was like shit I'm being I'm really not being myself because of this yeah and so (laughs) Diana responds to another kind of like random Instagram comment and she says really you are all actually okay with her mocking my spelling publicly from that message neither of them could find something else to bully me on but my spelling my accent and my miscarriage I am not surprised they are fan favorites for a reason right it's a fan base that's worrisome and it's so she's like leaning into this thing of Sutton and Garcelle bullying her based on her miscarriage and then saying that like, oh, I guess you all like that because they're fan favorites. Right. There's so much happening. (laughs) There's so much happening. But, you know, this isn't even the worst part yet, because then somewhere between Mm -hmm. this is all happening on Monday on social media and then between Monday and Tuesday, Garcelle's son, Jax, who is one of the 14-year-old twins, his Instagram comment section starts getting flooded with these comments that are just like so hateful there are, you know, threats about him and his mom and insults about him and his mom. And there's racist stuff in there. At one point, somebody invokes like, you know, your knee, your neck would be getting kneeled on, like, just the kind of stuff that it's like, even if you were really not, not enjoying Garcelle on this season of Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills, first of all, why are you in the 14 year old son's comment section and not Garcelle's? But these are just things that, uh, a you know normal okay person would not say to someone else and mm-hmm. the, i mean they're the comments are giving off bot vibes yeah i mean there's plenty of flan- franchises with all black casts who have kids and there have probably been like not people maybe have swarmed them before but not this is a different type of thing that anyone's ever seen which leads you to the bots, yeah. Right, it's like the level of hatred, but also just the fact that it's being targeted, obviously, at the sun. It's just, this is immediately kind of taken to a darker place than any kind of, you know, backlash or negativity that is kind of uh, maybe a little bit unfortunate, but is to be expected when you're Mm -hmm. on a show like this. And the fact that it was the sun, I think, is kind of what, took this to another level so quickly and really made the fan base see this and be like, something needs to happen. This isn't okay. People have been calling for an investigation into, you know, these potentially bot comments and where they might have been coming from. And Mm -hmm. so Garcelle posted a tweet on Tuesday and said, I'm usually a very strong woman. I've been raised to be strong. My life has taught me to be strong. But when it comes to my kids, it hurts. It's not okay. I've been in tears all night. It's just a TV show. People scream at your TV, throw something at your TV, but leave our kids alone. Mm -hmm. And then this is when 
Lisa Rinna jumps in. And I mean, Lisa Rinna, for all her shit stirring and messiness this season, was kind of the first one in the cast to respond to this in a meaningful way. She posts on her story, also on Tuesday, we're doing a TV show. We try to entertain you. Why can't you treat it like wrestling, for God's sake? Love us, love to hate us, but leave the kids alone. What I was just sent about Garcelle's son is disgusting and unacceptable. What I heard happened to Portia at Kyle Richards is disgusting and unacceptable. What you've said and done to my own kids, disgusting. The threats to Erica's son, and I'm sure all our other beautiful children, they didn't sign up for this. What are you doing? The kids, all of our kids should be off limits, so stop it now. Enough is enough. I, I mean, like, I have not been the biggest fan of Rinna for the last year or two, but I mean, for what it's worth, she did hop in pretty much right away to this when Diana was like on vacation in Maui and not saying a damn thing. Yes, As that is especially, and like, you know, Lisa Rinna doesn't have a very high bribe, but that is especially noteworthy for Lisa Rinna, who tends to wait to see what other people are doing and is very easily influenced. So I do give her credit for being the first person to jump in and actually like acting like a decades long friend to Garcelle finally. Yeah. And I, and it's one of those things where like, I think a lot of the time when it comes to like drama on the show, Lisa Rinna kind of takes the low road or isn't, you know, kind of supportive of who you would think she would be or who maybe she should be. But this is a situation where, I mean, they've all had it happen to their kids. Her her daughters have been involved in the show. And, you know, even just some of the things I see people say about Amelia specifically, who's been really open with her eating disorder, and then people having thoughts about that and her relationships and all of that stuff. It's like, even just the stuff that I see kind of casual comments are not that nice. And so I can imagine right. some of the, you know, if you're like in the trenches of their DMs and their comments, I'm sure there are some things that are being said that are just, you know, repulsive. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. So then this happens on Tuesday. Garcelle's spoken out about it. Lisa has spoken out about it. And then it kind of is this like 24-hour thing of like, what's going on here? Is there going to be some 
resolution? Are we going to find out where these comments are coming from? Is Bravo going to say anything? What's, you know, it's one of those things where because the comments were so bad and they were in the on the kids account, it's like, we can't, ju- this isn't just like, it doesn't just blow mm-hmm. over. And I think for a lot of people, this was kind of a moment where it's like, this isn't fun. This isn't what I, mm-hmm. this isn't what we sign up for as like, housewives viewers and it's certainly not what the women are signing up for and i'm curious what you think so bravo finally did post something last night which we can talk about in a minute but what are your thoughts about in a situation like this like bravo's responsibility to their talent and people that are you know on their network i mean i think they when it's when it's a when it's a person's kid it seems you're right it just takes it to another level i mean I'm sure there have been cases. When have they spoken up? I think they've spoken up against sort of like racist vitriol against cast members previously. Yeah, they posted. They love their um, white text on a black mm-hmm. background. Love it. Little yeah. text card. In the past, we've gotten one when Cameron Westcott and her family were being really awful to Tiffany Moon on the last right. season of Real Housewives of Dallas, which also felt you know a little bit delayed. Um, we got mm-hmm. one about the the Vanderpump Rules firings back in 2020, and then also I think there was a there was a below deck cast member who was fired after he posted an extremely racist meme. Those are the ones that come to mind off the top of my head. There might be one right. or two more, but in general, it's like they're pretty. They use this pretty sparingly. Like in the last couple years, it's happened a handful of times. Mm-hmm. My first instinct is for Bravo to potentially consider if they should be more responsible in the airtime they give people's kids. But Garcelle is not somebody who has tried to use her kids for her storyline. My sense is when they have shown up in the very rare occasions, it's probably because they wanted to and they seem like they're having a good time. And then, you know, Erica snapped at them. So, you know, I definitely think that Bravo, there's like room to consider their responsibility there. But I just, it's hard because you can't, it really depends how these bots got there, right? I mean, I mean, I guess like, let's imagine what their responsibility is that this is just terrible fans, like being incredibly cruel. It's hard to imagine that because like, I don't think that Garcelle right now, and I am a white woman, it doesn't seem to me, I haven't seen any sort of complaints that she is getting a bad edit this season or a villain edit, but I just can't imagine people would be so like hate her so much that they would come after her son that way, which is which is why it's just so hard to believe that these are authentic comments. Because I would say like Bravo should really make sure it's not really watch its storyline around black women. And, you know, I mean, I think there was a lot of conversation and Jax has said it himself around like the adultification of black men and black men and women, at least to the end of a lot of black men's lives. And he pointed that out again here. Like, do people feel entitled to attack him because He's Mm -hmm. a 14 year old like it's just it's so because we don't know what the like source is or the motivation. I mean, has there been like does does Garcelle have haters that would do this? Yeah, I mean, that is an interesting point that it's not this was not tied to any moment on the show that really set people off. I mean, this happened mostly like Monday and Tuesday of this week. So like several days after the most recent episode aired, there's not a new episode this week. And it wasn't an episode where, you know, like Garcelle was really saying something rude to Diana and then there was some big fight. It does feel sort of detached from 
the narrative of the show in a way that makes it seem like there's no event that happened that would have incensed this many people to just go comment on Jax's page. I mean, there shouldn't be any event period that would make people go do that. But even if you were in that like weird, bad mindset of wanting to go harass someone's kid, it wasn't like, Oh, Garcelle was a bitch on this week's episode. So now I'm going to head to the comment section. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason why it felt, I think that's why people had the instinct to sort of point the finger in Diana's direction because it was, it felt very time specific to Garcelle and Diana had sort of been going at it on social media and Garcelle was kind of being dismissive of Diana sort of, it felt like Diana was trying to start shit with her and like accuse her of bullying her based on her miscarriage. And Garcelle was kind of not having it. She's like, look, like I, I don't need to do this with you because like, that's not what happened. You're if you're gonna miss, you know, portray it in this wrong way, that's not what we're gonna do. And so I think that kind of timing felt specific. But also you're right, like my a first instinct is like putting responsibility on Bravo in terms of like how they're showing these, you know, women of color mm-hmm. in mostly white shows, or like how they're, you know, e- framing their storylines and editing them and, you know, kind of supporting and how they're treating those cast members but like Garcelle has had a great season and so it doesn't feel like oh wow they've really been like showing her as this like horrible whatever and so I I think it is it is tough but so in their statement that they posted, I'll just read it. They said, we are shocked and appalled at the social comments directed at Garcelle's son. We urge our viewers and social followers alike to refrain from targeting our cast and their families with harmful rhetoric. And so this statement, obviously, I think it's good that they said something, but it's very, it's only focused at fans and followers going, who they're saying have gone and, you know, harassed Garcelle's son. And they're kind of, not choosing to open up the idea that there might be some targeted attack. Totally. Which and I think they should have said we've like people have raised concerns about the source of these attacks and we take that really seriously and we're looking into it. And right. if Diana had like if Diana didn't do this and she has half a brain, she would be like appalled and she would be joining them and being like, of course this is not coming right. from me. What can I do to show you that? Because these fans and followers to put my tin hat on, have, you know, like three followers each and I'll have the same, you know, profile. Right. These so. fans and followers all joined Instagram on like July 17th. <laughs> right. So, it, it, yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah. I mean, Diana did repost this statement. It Pretty much everyone in the cast she did. did. Yeah. And like even some housewives, I saw like Teresa posted about the situation and like Ramona shared this, which it's, I mean, that's nice. It's great. But sure. like, it's one of those things where for Bravo to kind of just post like, they acknowledged it and they're like, well, obviously we don't want Garcelle's son to be harassed. It's like, right, obviously. I would Mm be way more concerned if they were like, it's not that bad. But the thing is, because they're in the position of kind of controlling all of this, you know, they created this mess, essentially. None of us would be here. uh, This podcast wouldn't exist without bravo as like an entity and so it it seems like in this type of instance where it really smells like there's been some foul play beyond just fans being disgruntled it feels like it's should be their responsibility to actually like do the legwork 
and get to the bottom of it yes. because that's the I mean that's the problem when you're when you're talking about somebody's kid getting harassed on social media if there's something more kind of sinister at play than just people being like you know a mess you need to get to the bottom of that and you need to do, see what you can do to prevent that from happening in the future from happening to other people's kids to other people I mean this shouldn't be happening to adults either like this type of mm-hmm. targeted attack and there should be consequences if it was instigated by right I mean a, a cast member somebody close to a cast member it's right so messy obviously Bravo's not going to post it's like we think it seems like Diana Jenkins sent the totally. box. Like that's, I mean, <laughs> this is a like b- billion right. dollar corporation. Like they're not going to be like out here pointing fingers without the receipts to back it up. Totally. But it does feel like this statement kind of, there's no action attached to it. It's just like, hey guys, calm down. And it's like, no, there needs to be a, a process that's like, we're looking into this. I don't know what that means. Right. I'm not like a you know, tech wizard, whatever, whatever, like Elon Musk wants yeah, Twitter to look yeah, through it's, the bots. It's like, we need that to be at Garcelle's Instagram. <laughs> right, right. No, exactly. Because what were they, what was their plan if this didn't stop or if this doesn't stop, like to just leave Garcelle and Jax to deal with this, to deal with this on their own. There was one part of her statement that kind of broke my heart where she was like, I'm usually a strong woman, but mm-hmm. it's like, no, 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 babe. Like you still are. This is, like her strength and she has been like so strong in dealing with this. So that part just sort of like broke my heart. And the other thing I keep thinking is that if these were just random racists, because like we said, there is absolutely nothing that any character could do, any cast member could do on the show to prompt this sort of response. But if you were that racist, you would have been spamming Garcelle since the moment she was cast. And that's not happening. And if it were just Diana being disgruntled, we would be seeing attacks on Sutton's kids. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a good point. And I think, right, it's not enough to just say like, well, Garcelle's son went private, so we should be good now. It's like, that's not the fix. Like, that's that's <laughs> like the that's like the immediate like, OK, I'm going private so you all can like fuck off. But that's not mm-hmm. like the solution to the problem. And yeah, it's I mean, it's very weird. It's been a, a strange, you know, few days Do you think the fact that this was even in the realm of possibility has kind of cast like a sobering light on how on fans relationships with the franchises? I mean, you and your audience, I know from the comments and from everything on the account are very fair and like are really good about calling out what's not appropriate. But then I look at other pages and it's just really crazy what people feel entitled to say and project onto these people. And I just can't help but think that's gotten out of this is sort of a sign of how that's gotten out of control whether it was like manipulated but the fact that it was even in the realm of possibility is so icky i do think it's good i mean obviously there's nothing good about the fact that this happened with Jax, but i think it's a it's almost a little bit of a wake-up call that it's like okay we can all have fun we can talk about the shows we can be harsh on people when it's warranted we can make fun of people when it's warranted but like they're However, like biting or like, you know, mean you want to be sometimes it's like there is there are certain lines that just like are never acceptable to cross. And I think I mean, for most people, it's not like some big revelation that you shouldn't like say racist things to somebody's child on Instagram. But like mm-hmm. to 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 visualize those comments and to see like what's happening presented in this like way there is that moment where it's like, oh, fuck, like this, that's just like, it's very, it just, it leaves like such a bad taste in your mouth. And I think that is, you know, 
it's not a bad thing to be sort of reminded of the fact that it's like at the end of the day, like none of this really matters, but like this is real. And Jack's in the statement that he like posted via Garcelle's account. It's like, this is his first week of high school. He's like, Mm -hmm. not only is he like an actual child, but this is like, he's just trying to like live his life and now has to deal with all of this bullshit. And you know, one thing that occurred to me yesterday is this makes me scared that Garcelle is going to leave the show. Me too. Because she doesn't need it. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, of course, she should do whatever she yeah. needs to do Here's for the thing. her. I was actually, I was going to ask yeah. you this. I, I bet like, because the, the reel got canceled, right? Yes. If I, 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 I wonder if you think if she still had that, if she'd be like out right away. Well, okay. So there's a couple twists to this, which... It make me think. So, okay. First of all, I think Garcelle does not need housewives. I think she could, you know, she would be fine. She can. She's benefit from it a lot. Yeah. Yes. But I think, and I think she is the kind of person who would, if it, if she needed to leave, if that was the best decision for herself and her kids, I think she would do it in a heartbeat. But also what's interesting is Garcelle earlier this year in February, she signed a first look deal with NBC universal and as to my knowledge is the first housewife to have a deal like this where it's like an overall deal to like develop projects, whatever that means. And, you know, she has a pretty, I mean, an extremely solid relationship with the parent company of Bravo. Mm -hmm. And I think that almost makes it feel a little bit more disappointing that Bravo's response to this at least thus far has seemed a little bit slow a little bit lackluster Mm -hmm. because it's like not only should you be taking this seriously no matter who it is but this is like one of your jewels in the crown like even if she wasn't a fan favorite on housewives even if beverly hills wasn't you know the top rated franchise right now it's like garcelle is not just like a housewife she is like your one of your like it's one of the Best main reasons people. I still watch. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. I mean, earlier when we were saying, you know, you would expect this response for any cast member. But when you think about, you know, these are two different things that happen. But like there was like, it felt like there was weeks of unfolding devastation from Bravo about what happened to Dorit because she's a darling of that franchise. But mm-hmm. I need to see Garcelle being treated as the darling of a franchise that she is. Right. The darling of the franchise and also like the the one whose business they are most involved in. (laughs) Right. Like you, like she is, she's like the one kind of like, even, I mean, there aren't very many women who have like forged a relationship like that based on being a housewife. And I think that is not insignificant. And it also makes me feel like they should be going above and beyond to make sure she feels supported and protected and, you know, lifted up and whatever else. But uh, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you think about somebody who had a broad relationship with them and like Bethany, like they would be all over making like I just know that they would probably go a little bit farther to make sure that her yeah. her kids were protected. So it's like, I don't know, I guess is it do I I think all of them should be obviously all of the of the Bravo, but there's it just their statement just sort of I'm like, well, what's she supposed to do? What is she supposed mm-hmm. to do? And you're right, because they should be thinking, oh, shit, we can't lose Garcelle. So we need to make and maybe privately they are, you know, working with her to figure out what she needs. Maybe they're 
like does there need do they need to be paying for some for somebody to be outside of their home for a while as long as this is happening and they don't feel safe maybe and if bravo says why would we do that because it's just diana's bots then say that and investigate that <laughs> like either cop cars outside garcelle's house or we're coming down on diana <laughs> right like if you're not taking it seriously because it's bots then like say that <laughs> but um <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it also is crazy because they are like getting ready to film their reunion they oh no andy oh no you know how andy always does before the reunion he's like he tweets yes. he's like i'm getting ready for the beverly hills reunion like tweet me right. your questions he did that like a week ago for beverly hills so i'm like they are they must be yeah. gearing up to film here in the next week or two you know it's coming soon and there's even yeah. before this people were speculating on whether they thought diana would come to the reunion and i i don't know i mean i can't imagine that the I can't imagine that the vibes going into the reunion are going to be like hunky dory. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Especially because do we know if Kathy's going to the reunion? I I mean, it's so hard because we haven't we still we haven't, haven't even seen gotten to Aspen. Aspen this whole Beverly Hills season and we are not at Aspen yet. That was the whole thing. Exactly. And that's the why the whole thing was supposed to be Erica. Right. That's why I feel like I have no idea whether Kathy is going to come to the reunion because it's all hinging on whatever happens in Aspen and whether she's short, sort of like desserts filming after Aspen. And like, I, we don't know. We haven't seen it yet. I've obviously, I assume everyone else will be at the reunion, but Diana does seem like a question mark. The only reason I would mm -hmm. say I think she will be there is because she's still been engaging with the show on social media. And, you know, I don't know what the reason would be for her to be like bickering with Garcelle on Instagram if she was like checked out of the show. And if she's not coming to the reunion, she's like removing herself from the show. And it's like, and if you were, if you had decided on that, then you wouldn't be like, posting screenshots of your group text with Garcelle. But I mean, yeah, I, wh whatever, yeah. we'll see. I think she'll go because I don't, I think she just has like a blind confidence in what she says in her defenses. Yeah. And she just like doesn't really care. So she's not gonna be like, oh, I can't actually really defend my 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 behavior, which is like, I feel like pastimes mm. when maybe people haven't gone, that's, that's what it is where it's like, I don't think, I think she'll defend herself. Like she'll just like, when she fights with Sutton, when she and Sutton fight, they seem like, they seem like either toddlers or like, drunk middle-aged woman oh that's what i wanted to say the fact that jack's called the middle-aged woman was like the most charitable thing he did because they're like some of them are like 60 like it's okay jacks like <laughs> yeah ja but that was also just such a funny nag he was like these middle-aged women right like i am after me just a reminder that i am a child and these bitches yeah. are in their 50s <laughs> yeah but what a crazy i mean i thought this and it, I thought this season of Beverly Hills was like, I was like a little bored of it. And this mm. is obviously off camera and not like a thrill to happen, but does seem like something that's going to be sort of like a come to Jesus moment for like, for something or something. I mean, maybe it's just Diana not coming back, but yeah. there's much more story to come, it seems. Yeah, it is. It's an, it's interesting timing going into the reunion, the last, yeah. you know, stretch of the season, because there has already been a lot of chatter about the possibility of sort of a cast shakeup and, uh, I think the biggest question mark of that is will Lisa Rinna finally be sort of on the chopping block? Because mm -hmm. I think the last few seasons, there's been a lot of talk about like, what if they got rid of Rinna? But it has, it's never felt like something that was be actually being considered. And with this situation, I almost feel like Lisa Rinna has, her stock has maybe gone up a little bit, if anything, just because she was one of the first ones to kind of acknowledge and address this situation that was happening with Garcelle's son. 
And Mm -hmm. I think so much of the negativity has been focused on Diana in the last few days that Lisa Rinna last week was kind of public enemy number one. And all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it's like Diana's the bigger fish to fry, which like in, in the context of housewives, it's like, who is Diana Jenkins in this world? But like, in it's like how like Bush was a total monster, but then we had Trump. So now Bush is like, oh, we love his paintings. He's like a little bit charming. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's you like, get a real, a real, a real whitewash when uh, when something worse happens. But Lisa right. Renna needed it. So right. it's and like, I don't hate it for her. Lisa Renna did commit war crimes with Denise, but <laughs> at least at least she's not sending bots. <laughs> she's not sending bots to the doors of Garcelle's son's capital. Oh. Oh, right. And so, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I think I feel like to say that Diana probably won't be back next season has not been a hot take for like four months now. But I think I th- know. there still is obviously the question of whether there's going to be some kind of larger turnover. And I don't know. I don't I don't I don't have mm-hmm. a super strong opinion about it because I, as much as I find Lisa Rinna's behavior distasteful sometimes and she like bugs the shit out of me sometimes, I'm like, I don't think she's like a bad housewife. So yeah, I don't know. I also hope that this could sort of maybe, I think that, and you guys have talked about this too, that sometimes Kyle and Dorit undermine both Crystal and Garcelle. They just don't trust their emotions. And, you know, I was happy with their response. So maybe this was just another opportunity for them to see like, you know, the way that women react to things is different. Like, I hope that this sort of like makes them connect with her and give her a little bit more of like a break. Yeah. Give, give Garcelle a break. That is something we can all get behind. Yeah. Spring has sprung and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Just to, just to change topics, just at the end here, congratulations to Sheena and Brock on their on their happy the day came their their cancun wedding which just makes sense it's very white 
Sheena, white. Sheena did not wear a crop top wedding dress this time, but she did go for mm-hmm. three different looks. Okay, she said it was three different looks in an interview. It's really two because the main dress yeah. has a detachable skirt, but it's just like a flowy part that like hooks on the back. It's not like a different That's dress. That's two looks. It's not yeah. a different dress once you take the skirt off. It's just like a less puffy skirt. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's video- taking three dresses on the plane to Mexico. <laughs> they were there for it. They had a welcome party, a rehearsal dinner, and a wedding with an after party in a cave DJed by James Kennedy. And it oh it is funny because I'm like... I'm actually surprised they didn't sell tickets to this, genuinely. <laughs> Brock is like For the low low price Of $2,500 You can party With me and Sheena Flight's not included Flight's not included Hotel not included Uh. Food not included You're paying For everything on top But you can physically Get in the door It's 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 the real It's included Is so low I love it Included (laughs) Included What do you Uh, think of um, Have you looked much Into the new The announced New York City housewife Oh, uh, Lizzie Savetsky, I, you know, I'm not trying to pass too many judgments yet because there have been a lot of whispers of casting, some of which has been debunked, some of which is still floating Mm -hmm. around. Lizzie seems like the most kind of officially reported one thus far. Um, I don't know too much about her. I am very wary of the influencer casting because Mm -hmm. I think that is something where if there are one or two of them, I think that's an interesting dynamic where it's like, a, I would love to see like a corporate, you know, a corporate gal interacting with like a, you know, fashion influencer yeah. girly. Like, I think that could be like an interesting juxtaposition. Somebody else can be a stay at home mom. Like I would like to have a mix, whatever the mix is. I think that's going to be important. And so totally. The, for this woman Lizzie to be kind of the first person theoretically confirmed again time will tell like that just makes me nervous because I'm like I don't want six of her no because then it's just a totally different show yeah right I don't want to see the like Emily and Parisification of Roni like we're already mm-hmm. getting that girlfriends in Paris show which is fine mm-hmm. I'll watch it I'll, or, yes. I'll watch the first Good. episode at least but it's like <laughs> I don't want Real Housewives of New York. I'll watch it on 2x speed during my lunch break. (laughs) I don't want Real Housewives of New York to be like blogger bitches in the city. Like that sounds awful to me. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the casting is really like 360 of variety. Obviously we want, you know, Mm -hmm. racial diversity, cultural diversity, different backgrounds, different, you know, work situations, life situations, kids, no kids. Like, I just want them to really, like, put in the work to, like, mix it up, not just find, like, the six women who responded to a casting DM first. Exactly. That's what I was thinking, is that, like, if they are having trouble sourcing people, the first place they're going to look is Instagram, and, like, the people you're going to find are probably people with bigger followings. It's like, yeah, I'm with you. I want a corporate girly, not a corporate girly influencer. Like, (laughs) I want a stay-at-home mom, not a stay-at-home mom influencer not nothing against them like oh my god the biggest power move is being a stay-at-home mom because you can rely on your partner's income and then making more than them on tiktok such a slay oh yeah but like they, maybe not no, not but for like, my housewives but like my my absolute worst nightmare would be like arielle sharness and daniel bernstein as housewives like we Gross. can't we can't Gross. let that happen yes. and we can't even yes. let like one one layer away from that happen yes. so i think like with lizzie yes. 
Sure. Well, it's also, it's like another thing that I was just thinking with this, and I didn't really perfectly know to, how to articulate it, is just that like sometimes I don't trust the Bravo producers to like represent like Jewishness and femininity in a mm. way that doesn't, isn't received as anti-Semitic sometimes. So it's like, I just, I, I, I'm going to be watching for that because obviously like when you're an influencer, you're going to lean into certain parts of their your identity and that's great. But I don't necessarily always trust when you think about it, like a lot of the country doesn't know Jewish people. So I'm just always mindful of that, you know, and that's yeah. probably the case with when they casted Ebony too. She probably really felt like she needed to like represent, you know, yeah. a certain type of person to people that hadn't interacted with that. So I'm just like, I, I'm always like whenever there's like a prominent Jewish woman hired for something, I'm like looking out for the, I'm like, it's going to come. We're going to get, it's going to come. Yeah. And with, with Lizzie, like, again, like, I don't know that much about her. I don't, I haven't like followed her or anything, but I know that, you know, her being Jewish is like a part of her online identity. And I think yeah. that's really cool. Like, I think it's, it's great to have people from different backgrounds and to, to highlight those things, not just like, oh, there's like this one chick who happens to be Jewish, but yes. like, we don't, we don't talk about it. I think that's like right, a exactly. cool thing. I did, I did laugh in the page six article about it. There was like one sentence. It was like, she, she posts frequently on social media about accessories and her Jewish faith. And I'm like, Accessory, <laughs> like, <laughs> like exactly. The, That's exactly what the article I read, and I was like, "Oh, they ain't ready for this." Like, the, like the combination like, of the two, where yeah. it's like she loves accessories, she loves being Jewish. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. like both. That's her entire personality. Like, like, reduce it to that. Both uh-huh. cool, like religion and bracelets. Love and that's that. literally because she had like a cute clutch that said chutzpah on it, and it's like, oh, so she loves being Jewish and accessories. Oh my god, yeah. No, like I pointed out that yeah. sentence, and people were like, "What's wrong with her being Jewish?" I'm like, "That's not the point." Like, no, that's. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm like obviously whatever happens, I'm gonna watch it. I hope that it's good of and course, I will always. I will root for it to be good, but like I need I need some more casting to like soothe my concerns. Yeah. And we'll see. Our we'll see. We'll too. see. Um yeah. But yeah, Amanda, this was so lovely. Thank you for, for stopping by. Always. I can't wait to listen next week to see where we're headed with this one. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a fun one, I'm sure. Uh, before we go, tell everyone where they can follow you and listen to you on other Betches podcasts. I'm always on uh, the Betches Up podcast Mondays through Thursdays. Uh, yesterday we had a really exciting episode with Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. It was one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done, which is like a great interview. And if you're not too into politics, but you've heard about like some cool things happening, check it out. It's called um, what do we call? It? Oh, we called it Hot Senate Summer, of course. So check that out. And I'm and- at Amanda Duberman everywhere else. Uh, and it is an election year, so go check your voter registration and uh, get that in order before. Especially if you're from Missouri like Dylan. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is my first year not voting in Missouri, and mm-hmm. I am so much less stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, I don't have to I don't have to see the ballot and just have my stomach drop Carry because of all these like exactly. because of all these like jabronis that are going to win these elections. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Amanda. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.